Reverend Jason Tan is a passionate disciple of Jesus. His vision is to see a generation of radical, passionate believers of Jesus Christ fulfilling the Great Commission by loving God wholeheartedly, loving people genuinely, fervent prayer, and strong discipleship. He is currently the senior pastor of Zion Full Gospel Church, Singapore. He was formerly the youth pastor at New Life City Church in Perth, Australia. Pastor Jason had led numerous mission teams across Southeast Asia for the last 25 years. From an early age, Jason has been leading, preaching, involved in public speaking. Prior to his full-time commitment as a pastor, Jason worked in the area of information technology for the University of Western Australia for seven years. He uses his gift to share Jesus with enthusiasm, passion, and insight that makes living for Jesus simple and contagious. Today, we have opportunity to hear God's word through Pastor Jason. So let's just welcome Pastor Jason today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can you guys hear me? Praise the Lord. How do you preach after an introduction like this? <laughs> let's give your pastor a big hand. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. Are you guys happy to be in God's house this morning? Come on. Wow. 24 years of history. You know, it can only be by the grace of God, the empowerment of the Spirit. Amen. And it can only be God. Amen. And, and today, as I was preparing, not just today, I was just preparing for this Sunday coming to be a blessing to you. In fact, you have been a blessing to me. Uh, I want to bring to you a, a priestly blessing found in Numbers. Now, I don't have, have it up there, but in Numbers chapter 6, it records a priestly blessing uh, that Abraham, that Moses, all right, the Lord used it to tell Moses to bring a covenant blessing to his sons, to Aaron and his sons. And can you guys, okay, is it, is it a bit too piercing? All right. <laughs> All right, okay. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah give me a big smile. <laughs> I love the smiles under your mask. I know that beneath those masks, it's a radiant, beautiful smile, amen? Amen. <laughs> I still haven't gotten used to preaching at masks. <laughs> Numbers chapter 6, and... The reason why I've chosen number six, or at least the Lord has impressed upon my heart today, is really to bring this blessing, especially in your 24th anniversary. Amen? And so this blessing is to your church. But how many of us know that the church is not the carpet, the chairs, the TV that you see, the sound system? The church is you. You as people coming as a body of Christ, being blessed. And so this Aramaic blessing really is for you. Come on. So are you ready to receive your blessing today? Oh, I don't hear enthusiasm here. Oh, I know our brother is trying hard to monitor the sound, but I'm hearing feedback. Okay, all right, that's it, that's the thing. Okay, let's get in, okay? Numbers chapter 6 says this. The Lord said to Moses, 
tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, Living Word Fellowship, listen carefully. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord bring, the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we turn to the Lord in prayer this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, we're just so grateful as your children here in this century, Living Wood Fellowship. We receive this blessing. The Lord is going to keep each one of us. That no matter what struggles, what circumstances we are in, the face of God shall shine upon your people. Lord, we know, Lord, that you are a gracious Father. You are a compassionate Abba Father. And we commit ourselves to you because why? You are always so gracious to us. So I pray that you'll turn your face towards every person in Living Word Fellowship. You grant them peace that surpasses all understanding. May you bless them exceedingly, abundantly, more than they can ask or imagine according to the power of God within them. All this we ask and pray in Jesus' most precious name. And all of Living Word Fellowship would say? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give a lot of big praise. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. You know, today, I want you to focus on a part of Scripture found in Matthew chapter 21. There's often... Um, being preached in different contexts. But the context that I want to land upon today is on your theme for this whole year. Now, I'm not going to test you for your theme because I know that your pastor has already shared on the theme, right? And it's found in Zechariah uh, from, from, from Zechariah, right? Yeah, Zechariah 4, 6, right? And it's about revive, rebuild, and to restore. Now, as I was reflecting on that part of Scripture, the element that was really kind of igniting within my spirit is this element that gels this whole three hours together. That is so necessary, a characteristic that mustn't be divorced when we talk about revival, restoration, and rebuilding. All right? And so I've taken the sharing from Matthew chapter 21, and I will tell you what's happening. Now, when you look at Matthew chapter 21, verse 18 to verse 22, it concerns a scripture that is rather disturbing. <laughs> Have you ever read scripture and you found it disturbing? You ought to, because scripture is always counterculture. Alright? It always gets into the, the heart of it. Okay? Alright, now, it is, why is it so disturbing? Because a haughty culturalist will find it very strange. You know, as a horticulturalist, somebody who deals with plants, a botanist, all right? It would find it very disturbing. Why? Because it concerns a fig tree. You know what I'm talking about? A fig tree. Now, here, Jesus is cursing a fig tree. Wow. We're going to talk about curse today. <laughs> I'll be an anniversary service comes to church, and the pastor is talking about the curse. 
All right? And, and, but here, we, we look at Scripture and we find who is cursing the fig tree. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be talking too much about curses. <laughs> okay, anyway. Jesus is the one that is talking about a curse. In fact, he's not just talking about a curse, he cursed the fig tree. What an oxymoron. What a paradoxical statement. Why would the son... Pastor, how can you say that? My, 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 my God is a God of love, a God of blessing, a God of rejoicing, a God that, of glory. Jesus curse? <laughs> but here, we hear in this story about Jesus cursing a fig tree. So are you ready? Let's go into the Word. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 18, it goes like this. Early in the morning, as Jesus was on His way back to the city, He found He was hungry. What a humanity, right? You, you see that even God Himself, the man of God Himself was hungry. Verse 19. Seeing a fig tree by the road, He went up to it, but found nothing except leaves. Then He said to it, May you never bear fruit again. This is the curse, okay? May you never bear fruit again. And immediately, the tree withered. Are you following me? Right? Can you see that? Picture that, okay? When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly? They begin to have their conversation, a dialogue among themselves. Now, let me do some teaching here and unpack the scripture. Can you give me a nod if you understand what I'm saying? Alright, let me give you a Okay, now, Mark records a similar account in the book of Mark. In Mark chapter 11 and Mark chapter, 20, uh, chapter 11, it records a similar account. But Mark places the cursing of the fig tree on a Monday morning. And which Monday morning is it? It's on Passion Week. On Passion Week. Now, you must understand the background of this. This is not a season for figs. That means that there is no figs. Fig trees around Jerusalem normally begins to get leaves. Leaves begins to form only in March, okay? The third year of the month. But they don't produce figs until much later in June. So this tree was of exceptional, it was supernatural in fact. By the Passover, it was already full of leaves. And so, when you look at fig trees in Scripture, okay, listen carefully to pastor, it represents Israel. Alright, it represents Israel. As such, the tree that withers is a symbolic picture of judgment coming upon Israel. Are you following me? Alright, give me a nod, please. Alright, Okay, right? Judgment. And so in Mark's account, the disciples found it that it only withered on Tuesday morning. But in Matthew's account, the tree withered as soon as Jesus cursed it. Now, what is the biblical principle? You will ask. The emphasis of the tree immediately losing its leaf talks about the immediacy of the judgment that comes upon Israel. Are you following me? It's an immediacy of judgment. But there is something that is different about Matthew's account that Jesus used the example of the fig tree. And this is the 
element that gels your team together. Okay? Jesus uses the example of the fig tree to teach about one thing. One thing. And you know what that one thing? Faith. Everybody says faith. Come on, everybody says faith. Faith. And then let's go on to verse 21. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have, come on, faith. Come on. If you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to this fig tree that lost all the sleeve, right? But also you can say. That's the title of today's message. You can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Wow, what a power-packed statement, right? There's a scripture memory that if you've been a Christian long enough, you'll probably have read it many times. But if we do a strong hermeneutical study on this part, you will find the word you, Y-O-U, the word you that appears many times. And you know how many times does the word appear in this part of scripture, you? It appears seven times. Wow. That means that faith has to be associated with, come on, you. Are you following me? Faith is an expression of you must have faith. You can say to this mountain, please don't take a flight to Nepal and try to tell Mount Everest to move. Mount Everest is not going to move. Okay, if it's God's will, if it's God's will, God will move it. But let me tell you, it's not going to move. Mountain, move. <laughs> it's not going to move. Probably cause a huge earthquake. All right. You see, my friends, God wants you to be part of the faith experience. Somebody say amen. amen. God wants you. Why? Because His desire and He greatly values that collaborative response with His children, that you will practice faith. In fact, the focus of faith action isn't just, isn't in, in all the miracles, signs and wonders. Believe it or not, I am a true blue Pentecostal Christian. I believe that God moves in miracles. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe in prophecy. I believe in the power gifts of spirit. But let me tell you right now, the greatest miracle is not in the healing. The greatest miracle is not in the signs and wonders. The greatest miracle is you in a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, carrying out His desires and His plans for your life. And if there's no one has ever taken this pulpit and tell you you are a miracle, let me tell you right now, you are the greatest miracle. Well, why don't you turn to the person beside you and say you are a miracle? Such a miracle, my friends. But this miracle, my friends, is only a product of a faith-filled relationship with Jesus Christ. It has to be faith-filled, spirit-filled. You, 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 you. I mean, you know, in my culture, if you point to somebody, it's considered rude. I don't know whether in your culture or tradition it's like that. But you call so I always tell people, don't point at me. You know why you don't point at me? Because if you point at me, you have three other fingers pointing back at yourself. Right or not? <laughs> so next time, when you have to point at the person beside you,
I'm having so much fun at this service. I think they're not going to invite me back. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and, and you are more valuable, more treasured compared to what God is able to do through you. Yes, we love for God to use each one of us. I'm a vessel, I'm an instrument. Yes, I would love for God to do something through me, but more importantly, it's what God, is that relationship that I have with my Lord, Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? Amen. And so the emphasis of you is having that authentic, intimate, personal relationship. And so when you look at this part of Scripture again, here it says, Jesus replied, okay, if truly I tell you, if you have faith, you can say to this mountain, you can say to this mountain. Now, today I'm going to introduce to you a Greek word. Is that okay? Come on, give me a nod of head. All right, you come to a church, you have English, a little bit of English. Just now I saw the lyrics. I think that was, uh, what? Tagalog, Tagalog, right? And then maybe a bit of Mandarin, ni hao ma, But today we're going to have a bit of Greek. Is that okay? Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> the word Greek, Okay, in Greek, it's three words you can say. But in, in the Greek, in English, it's three words. But in Greek, it's only one word. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's good. It means ipa. Everybody says ipa. Ipa. Wow, you spoke Greek already. <laughs> now, three English words, one Greek word, okay? And it means to speak. To call and to command. Are you following me? Alright? So, the what is it that gels this theme together? I believe that it's so important that we begin to practice our faith. And so, you can say, point number one, is that what can you say? You can say with faith. So, point number one is that we ipar with faith. We want to see the troubles in our lives. We want to see the mountains. It is not talking about a physical mountain that is going to be removed. It is talking about a spiritual mountain that will be removed. The struggles, the circumstances, the crisis of our lives be removed. You can say to the crisis mountains of your life, you can say to the health issues mountains of your life, be removed in Jesus' name. But how do you do that? Number one, we ipar with, come on, faith. It says here, truly I tell you, if you have faith. Matthew tells us that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on whose power? God's power. You see, my friends, faith is about trusting in God alone that loving relationship that involves a key element of trust. Faith is trust in God that is able to transform in all our relationship. When we begin to feed faith, what does the scripture tell us? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by God's word. Amen? And there is why when you read the scripture or when you're sitting down here as the scripture is being preached to you and shared with you and proclaimed, Faith is being built up. Why? Because you are feeding on the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. A fresh fire is being instilled into you. Amen? 
And so we need to have faith to believe. We need to feed on faith so that our faith begins to increase. We eye power, we can say with faith. A story I was told of a little girl who desperately wanted a little puppy as a present. And so year after year, she would go up to her mother, Mom, 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 can I have a dog, a, a pet? And you know little girls love pets, right? And children love pets. My daughter has been begging me to get a pet. I said, no. We can't look after her. <laughs> you don't have enough food. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and so, so I... I, I and so this little girl went up to her mother and said, Mom, 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 can I have a, a, a pet puppy? Please, can I have a pet puppy? And so year after year, she would do that. Finally, on the third year, the, she went up to her mother, Mom, can I have a pet puppy? Please. The mother, in order to pacify her and didn't want to disappoint the daughter, said, Okay, um, you know what? You can pray. If God gives you a pet puppy, you can keep it. Oh, she looked at her mother. Yes. And so she went and she went into the, the backyard of, of, of this house where the, where the mother was in the kitchen looking over this backyard. And immediately she began to place faith and believe and trust, believing that God would provide her with a puppy. So she went down on her knees with her hands lifted up to the sky and she said, God, please grant me a puppy. I place my faith and my trust in you alone. And immediately, boom, a puppy landed right in front of her. Now the mother was just busy cutting vegetables in the, in the back in the kitchen, looking at what is happening in this scene and lo- observing the little girl on her bended knees and praying. And, and the puppy fell, fell, fell right in front. And the, immediately the, the girl picked up the, the, the puppy with two hands and ran to the mother. And mother, mother, look, God gave me a puppy. Can I keep it? Uh, the mother looked at her, scratching her head. Sure, you can keep it. <laughs> and she had a puppy. But the mother know that this is impossible. <laughs> and so she had to get to the bottom of it. And so she went around asking the whole neighborhood what happened. And lo and behold, she got to the bottom of the story. What happened that very day when the girl was at the backyard on her knees praying, there was a puppy that was stuck on a tree. And so, she, so the whole neighborhood got together and tried and, and, to put their brains together to try to rescue this puppy down from the tree. And so what they did was they took a ute, in Singapore context, a lorry or a truck, and they tied a rope to the end of this truck. And the other end of the rope, they tied it to the end of the branch, a tree branch, right? The end of the tree branch. And the puppy was right here. And so they intelligently thought that they would just drive slowly and create some tension and lower this tree branch down. As they were doing it, the the rope broke, snapped. Sending the poor puppy catapult into the backyard of this little Who would have known that this little dog that was stuck on a tree and the neighbours coming together to help this puppy, to rescue this puppy, became an answered prayer to a little girl that was asking for a puppy. Come on. What's the moral of this story? Make sure you use a stronger rope. Don't drive too fast. 
No, no, no. The moral of the story is that we need to put our faith and trust in God alone in prayer. Come on. In prayer. When we pray and we believe and we trust, just like how this little girl prayed and trust and God answered in extraordinary ways. And let me tell you right now, whatever you are praying for, whatever mountains that you may be going through, could be your health situation, could be relationship and finances, could be certain relational issues that you're going through in your home situation. Let me tell you right now, you need to iPad with faith. Amen? And God... Is a God that answers prayer. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, Matthew 9 talks about this lady that was suffering from a chronic disease for almost 12 years, incurable during those times. And she was struggling with the issue of blood. And she knew that Jesus was coming her way. You know what she did? She pressed through the crowd just to touch the hem of his garment. Remember that story found in Matthew chapter 9? Now, you must understand the context. There were a lot of people around Jesus. It was a crowded street, but yet Jesus took notice when somebody of faith began to touch his cloak, and what happened? Power was released. Power was downloaded into this lady as a result of her faith. Was it because she touched the cloak? No. As a result of her faith, her faith granted her healing. Amen? She iPod with faith and immediately the scripture tells us that her bleeding stopped and she was free from her suffering. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Number one, number one, are you following me? Number one, we need to iPod with faith. Everybody says iPod with faith. Number two, we need to iPar with belief. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, the opposite of belief, do not doubt. Not only can you say, all right, okay, you can say to this mountain, go and throw yourself into the sea, it will be done. Verse 22, if you believe, if you believe, John chapter 20, verse 27 tells us that um, Jesus said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out to my hands and put it inside. Stop doubting and believe. Amen? Some of you need to know that today, that when you begin to pray, you need to have a certain element, a high uh, belief within your heart, knowing that God is going to answer your prayer. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. It says here that if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Now, how many of you love an open check? You know what's an open check? You know what's an open check? <laughs> open check means somebody gives you a check. The numbers are not filled. They sign it off. Here you go. You can put in any amount you want. How many of you love an open check? Uh, nobody put up their hand. Uh, we're too holy. La. Huh? Church too holy. Don't dare. La. Pastor, don't talk about money. La. You know what the thing about a guest speaker is that I can come and talk about money and you can throw me out next day. It's alright. But if your pastor comes up and talks about money, pastor, talking about money again. 
but it's okay. You know what? The Bible gives us an open chat here. You know what's an open chat? Here is an open chat. It says here, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Whatever. It doesn't say half. It doesn't say a little bit. It says whatever you ask for in prayer. That sounds like a big open chat to me. But there's a prerequisite. We need to eye-power with faith and we need to eye-power with belief. The story was told of a man that decided to go trekking in the jungle one day, right? And so he decided to go trekking. He was enjoying the scenery, taking his strides one at a time. And soon he realized there was a tiger that was following him. Now, when you have a tiger behind you, following you, what do you do? You run for your life. You run for your life. And so he started running for his life. He ran and he ran and he ran and he ran. And he realized that he was coming to the end of the road. There was a cliff. There was nowhere else to run. And so in his desperation, he decided to pray. And so he put his hands up and said, God, let this be a Christian tiger. Turn around, lo and behold, the tiger stopped. And see, wow. And so slowly, surely, he went up one step at a time, trying to lean in. And then he observed that this tiger was actually praying. Now, please, all right, this is the illustration. Don't go to the Singapore Zoo and try to find a praying tiger. You're not going to find one in Singapore Zoo. The tiger was praying. As and, and soon, he lit he in and he was watching and observing what was happening. He, he decided to eavesdrop into the tiger's prayer. And this was what the tiger was praying. Father, thank you for the food that I'm about to partake. <laughs> What's the moral of this story? You see, my friends, you can come with different morals of the story, but let me tell you this. Christian or non-Christian, the tiger is going to eat a man and a man will be consumed by the, man, by the tiger. Amen? No way! The tiger is going to eat a man. But here lies an important element in this story. Both person, both, not person, one animal, both the tiger and the man choose to put their faith and trust in God alone. Are you following me? This is just an illustration, okay? Metaphorical. Listen carefully. My friends, when we begin to eye-power with faith, when we begin to eye-power with belief, God moves in a supernatural way. But what is the vehicle that He moves in? He uses prayer to bring transformation. Amen. If you want to begin to see this church or our lives revive, rebuild, and restore, then we need to begin to start praying with faith and praying by believing. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Stop doubting and believing. Amen. Hallelujah. And then finally, the last point for today. We need to eye-power with action. We need to eye-power with action. It says here, alright, 
Truly, I tell you, if you have faith, do not doubt. You, you can do what will be done to the fig tree. You can also say, you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. You can do and it will be done. Amen? And so what God is saying, now, if you do a little bit of exegesis, you will probably say that, Pastor, but this scripture doesn't really say about us doing. It only says what God can do. You can do. It says here, you can do. Not only can you do, but it will be done. In other words, when God gives us a scripture and He is exemplifying the actions that He will carry out, God also wants each one of us to exemplify or to be able to conduct ourselves by doing the scripture. Amen? Amen? And it's like this. I mean, you can read so much of the book of the Bible. You can memorize every scripture. And I have known of theologians who have memorized the entire Bible before. And, 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 and you can know all that. You can know the intrinsic detail. Be a, a biblical theologian. But let me tell you right now, that doesn't mean that you're going to experience a complete faith. Are you following me? And you say, Pastor, give me the biblical evidence. <laughs> I give to you. Look with me, okay? In the same way, all right, by faith in James chapter 2, verse 17, Faith by itself, it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Oh, come on. Any dead people here? No, 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 no. Amen? Faith without action is dead. But you've got to study James chapter 2 to understand. Let me give you a few more verses, okay? It says here in James chapter 2, and I don't have it up there, but just listen carefully. You foolish people, do you want evidence that faith without deed is useless? Was not your father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Then in verse 22, listen carefully. You will see, you see that his faith and his action were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. In other words, you and I can experience that complete faith only when we begin to mix our faith with what we do. When we practice what is in the Holy Scripture. Amen? And so studying it builds faith. But mixing it with doing makes our faith complete. Are you following me? Oh, wow. Wow. Friends, I hope that you are getting this because this is good. You will see that a righteous, that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In other words, you know, when you come to church, you hear the pastor pray, oh, let's not just be hearers of the words, but let us also be. But doing doesn't result us faith without, if our doing is just doing for the purpose of fulfilling and our role without faith is not complete. But it must be faith mixed with action. Amen? Come on, come on. Are you following me, living word, today? You know, it's, it's just like uh, the rich young ruler who went up to Jesus one day. And what did the rich young ruler say to Jesus? Jesus, what must I do to gain eternal life? What did Jesus do? Jesus ratted off 
50% of the Ten Commandments. Yes. And then he said, oh, he took out his, his notebook. This young, rich young ruler took out his notebook. Check, 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 check. Done it all. <laughs> all right? And then, and then Jesus said, okay, sell all you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. At this moment, what happened to the rich young ruler? His face, the scripture tells us, his, his, he turned, his color changed. All right? Why? Why was he so upset? Because he was being held down by worldly wealth. He was working out his salvation by what he can do and not by faith. Are you following me? So yes, we have action in our church. We do. But at the same time, we must have faith with action. Amen? And so, number one, we need to eye-power with faith. Number two, we eye-power with belief. And then finally, we eye-power with... And so you can say to your mountains with faith. You can say to the mount, your mountains with belief. And you can also say to your mountains with action. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Smith Wigglesworth, one of the greatest... Uh, preachers of all time. Uh, and he, he wrote this. Let me read to you. Great faith is a product of great fights. Great testimony is an outcome of great tests. And great triumphs can only come out of great trials. So no matter what mountains you are facing today in your life, God can turn every test into a testimony. God can turn every mess into a message. And God can turn every trial into a triumph. Somebody say amen. Amen. COVID-19 has completely changed the way we live. It's a huge destruction. But let me tell you, it is not there to destroy us. It could be a huge disruption and a destruction but the crisis of our lives will make us stronger as a body of Christ. Amen? And no matter what we are going through, the faith that we have is going to produce, is a product of a great fight. Amen? Hallelujah. Is it okay? Can I tell you another story? <laughs> I'm in a storytelling mode. Tell too many stories. Is that Okay. One more story and we'll go home, okay? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You don't go home. You go shopping. <laughs> I go home. <laughs> in 1949, one of the greatest revivalists, and the reason why I've chosen to end with this story is because your theme for this whole year is revive, rebuild, and to restore, right? And, and I, I think that this three hours, when we begin to eye-power with faith, we believe, and we action, we are gelling it together, and... And here lies a, a beautiful story of a revival that took place in 1949. In 1949, one of the greatest revival ever recorded in the history of the United Kingdom took place in Herbertus. Duncan, Duncan Campbell was a preacher at the center of the revival. Seven men and two women had decided to pray earnestly for a revival. And one night, during a prayer meeting, it was a simple little prayer meeting. And Held in a barn, a young man took out his Bible and read, read from Psalms 24. Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? 
who may stand in his holy place, the one who has clean hands and pure heart. And so after he, has, he read his Bible, he shut his Bible. And he seems that, you know what? We are praying here. But it seems that we are physically in the barn praying, but our heart is so far away. How do you know that sometimes you feel like this in church? You are physically in church, but you're thinking, what is for lunch later? You're thinking about what my mess is, what my family is going through. You are here, but you are not here. And that was what was happening to him. He was saying that, you know what? I'm here, but somehow or the other, my, my, my focus is not here. All right? And they are waiting and waiting. And he, he asked God, God, he asked God to reveal with his own hands, with clean hands and pure hearts, holiness. So that night, God met them in a very powerful way. As they waited upon God, a sweet presence begins to sweep the entire barn. There was such a Shekinah presence of God that filled the entire room. Come on. And we are in the Shekinah hall right now, right? You know what Shekinah means? The glory of God that filled the entire room. They came to understand that revival is always related to holiness. Alive, there is pure, clean hands and pure hearts, a holiness. And so, as such, there was a power that was let loose within the church. Three men was lying on the floor under the power of God. Their lives were shifted out from the ordinary into the extraordinary. And God visited them that evening in a powerful way. Now, six kilometers away, two sisters that were aged 82 and 84 had a vision of God. They saw churches crowded, youth and communities streaming back and flocking back into the church. There was such a glorious assurance of God coming in His revival power. Wow! Duncan Campbell was then invited to come and speak. He arrived at the church and guess what? Hundreds upon hundreds of people were packed outside the church. Hundreds of people. No one could even explain where they came from. No one knew. But 10 minutes within the service, into the service, men and women were crying out to Jesus. They were repenting and meeting Him face to face in God's fullness of His holiness. What a powerful encounter. The presence of God meeting with His people. Amen? And today, as I stand here, I believe, and I saw the wonderful video of the last 24 years we have journeyed together as the body of Christ. It is great things, but let me tell you right now, the greatest miracle is not what you have seen in those videos. The greatest miracle is you in a faith, spirit-filled relationship with Jesus Christ. When you begin to express it and you eye-power with faith, you eye-power with belief, you eye-power with action, you can say to the mountains. You can say to the mountains with faith, with belief, and with action. And whatever you ask for, it will be, come on, done. Wow. Amen.
a powerful God we serve. What a powerful God we serve. Maybe there are some of us here that's really going through significant struggles in our life. You know, I, I feel that God is going to take you into a season of restoration. I didn't do this at the last service, but I want to share with you a scripture. In Joel chapter 3, verse 1, it says here, In those days and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem. You know, some of you have been away from your family for a long time. Some of you have been kept at home because of COVID-19. The last two months has been a painful season, right? I mean, not just one month and two months during circuit breaker, but it's just long, you know? And you felt like, you know, I don't know about you, but I, 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 in some sense, I felt like 2020 was like a lost year. And you know, I felt that way. It's like, I have all these plans. I mean, I, I'm the pastor of the church. I was playing big programs. We have this, we have that, all the camps and all the conferences and all that stuff. And then when COVID-19 hit us, we had to throw the whole calendar away. And it felt like a lost year to me, you know what I'm saying? But the Lord assured me, and I'm going to leave that with you, that as I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, God is going to restore seasons of your life that you felt was lost. Not just in 2020, but in the past years where you were away, in past years where you felt like you have lost, it felt like you didn't have enough time to spend and, and, and had a relationship. Let me tell you right now, God is going to restore the lost years. Amen? Oh, come on. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. And so why don't we just close our eyes and bow our heads for a little while. Father, we thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, we just want to thank you, O Lord, for this time that we can gather in this place to I part with faith, I part with belief, and I part with action. How many of us here would say, Pastor, there are some mountains in my life. Maybe some of you here, the mountains in your life is your financial issue. Maybe there are some of you here, your mountains in your life is that health report that you've been to the doctors and it was, it was inferiorable. And, and, and somehow or the other, you, have been, you, you, you know that you need to, to come back to God alone. You need to eye power with faith, eye power with belief. Some of you are going through challenges even in your marriage, in your relationship with your spouse and your children. How many of us here today will say to those mountains of finances, business, career, the, the mountains of our, our relationship, the mountains of our cancer, the mountains of our lives, we will say to those mountains, be removed in Jesus' name. Oh, come on. We need to eye-power. We can say to the mountains, be removed in Jesus' name. 
how many of us here today would say that, Pastor, I'm going to IPAR with faith to believe, oh Lord, that the negative health report that the doctors say, I don't believe that. I'm going to practice faith in Jesus' name. How many of us here will say that, you know, I look at my bank account and I know I'm in trouble. But how many of us here know that God is no debtors of men? And He, if there's no debtors of men, He will clear the debts for you. You just got to believe and trust in Jesus' name. I power with faith, I power with belief, and I power with action. If that's your call today, say, Lord, I am going to commit to a season of my life I will say, I will say, because the scripture says, I can say, I will say to the mountains of my life, in faith, in belief, and in action. And that's you today. And you're saying that I will say to the mountains of my life, with faith, with belief, with action, on the count of three, I want to see your hand real high up. You get yourself ready. Because God's, eyes are open, my eyes are open I'm going to pray for you I'm going to believe that 2021 will be a year of breakthrough oh come on, it's going to be a year of the extraordinary it's going to be a year of the supernatural you're going to look at your mountains and you're saying I'm going to go on and stand on top of that mountain instead it's going to be like a little molehill I will stand triumphant because every trial will be trial Every test will be a testimony. If that's you today, say to your mountains, my country, it's your mountain. You're going to eye-power with faith, eye-power with belief on the country. I see your hand real hard. Including those in the rooms as well, the extended rooms as well. If you are calling, you're saying, God, I'm committing to a season of eye-power with faith, trust, and belief. Action. If that's you, on the count of three, can I see your hand real high up? One, two, three. Can I see your hand? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, so many hands. Lord, I thank you, O Lord, for a generation here in Living Word Fellowship that they are committing their lives to iPod with faith, to iPod with belief, and to iPod with action. Help us, O Lord, that today as we gather in this space, none of us as hearers of the word, but be doers of the living word. We'll begin to mix faith and action with what we believe in. And in this place, there will be an unfolding of signs, supernatural and the miraculous. Oh, such a prophetic, apostolic anointing shall fall upon living word fellowship. We celebrate 24 years of anniversary, but today we are celebrating for another 24 years of your goodness and your faithfulness in this church. Oh, come on. So bless your people. Whatever mountains they may be going through, whether it's an area of their job situation, their finance, their family dysfunctionality, Lord, I pray that you will bring restoration, reconciliation, a rebuilding of your purpose in their life, a restoration of what they felt was a loss to them. Revive their spirit once again. 
Oh, hallelujah. Why don't you pray for a little while right now, all over this place. You know, I just sense there's one last thing I want to do. I want to pray for people who are sick in the body. Just like how I believe God is Jehovah Rapha, our healer, He can heal you. You just got to iPod with faith. Just like the woman with the issue of blood pressing through the crowd to touch God's garment. It was her faith that resulted in the unleashing of the supernatural. So right now, if you are asking God for healing, I want you to put your hands on the part of the body that you are asking God to heal you. And maybe there are some of us here, you know, uh, you're praying for somebody else that needs healing. Why don't you just right now put your hands on the part of the body that needs healing right now. Come on. Some of you are, have, have issues with migraine. You're always having this migraine issue, pain in your eye, there's a headache. Some of you have, have knee issues, you know, you're constantly waking up in the morning and you're, there's stiffness in your knee. Some of you have lower back problems. Some of you have allergies. You always have this outbreak of, of even shingles or even uh, uh, rashes over different parts of your body. You know what? God is going to heal you right now. Why don't you just lay your hands on the part of the body that needs healing right now? Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, O Lord, for this hands that is being placed on different parts of the body. I believe that you're Jehovah Rapha, our healer and that by your stripes, you will be healed. And so we believe, O oh Lord, just like the woman with the issue of blood, pressing through the crowd to touch the hem of your garment, the same power that flowed from the garment of Jesus right now will rest upon your people. Be healed in Jesus' name. Today, may the faith of your saints that is gathered here in Living Word Fellowship result in a supernatural healing. Heal your people of cancer. Heal your people of the rashes. Heal your people of that toothache. Heal your people of headache. Heal your people of lower back knee issues. In Jesus' name, may healing come. Because today, in this space, we ipar with faith. We ipar with belief. And we say to the mountains with actions. Bless your people. In Jesus' most precious name. And God's people will say, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give a lot of big praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Jason, for that uh, wonderful word of challenge and encouragement. We'd like also to thank our uh, streaming and FB streaming for all their efforts and uh, just uh, making our services uh, be uh, uh, broadcast uh, wherever. And I know that there, there are many people that are blessed. I would like to thank our For His Glory uh, ministry for that wonderful song. And uh, we thank God that we can celebrate 24 years of God's faithfulness. Let's just for a few seconds thank God for everything that He has done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord for your love, for your presence, for providing for the needs of this church and each family represented for all these years. We thank you. We even thank you, Lord, for those that have thought of starting this Filipino ministry at the Church of Praise uh, Church and 
then Lord uh, for Pastor Wilson and Sister Lydia and their family we thank you Lord we thank you for everyone that you have made to pass through the ministries of this church but above all we thank you for your love and faithfulness to us in Jesus name Amen I'd like to give the benediction but it comes from the word of God itself and three times a year the Jews are encouraged to go up back Jerusalem, pilgrim back to Jerusalem. And they had about 15 psalms that they would sing. They would recite as they would go on. And I'd like to read one of those, Psalm 121. And whatever mountain that you're facing as our dear pastors encourage us, whatever mountain it is, these Jews would go up and they would face the mountain pilgrims going up and they would face mountains of danger and parrot, but they would always look up to the faithfulness of God. And for the years to come, let everyone in this church body look up to the faithfulness of God, because he and he alone will redeem us, will come to our aid, will save us, and will give us the victory. So we receive this benediction through this psalm this morning. I look up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel, over the living word fellowship, over every family represented here, never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. And the Lord keeps watch over you and I as you come and go, both now and forever. And now may the Lord's faithfulness, may the Lord's presence, may the Lord's provision May the Lord's power through his Holy Spirit, may the Lord's guidance and wisdom through his word be upon you today and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And everyone just receive it with a loud, Amen. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.